Bills Mafia, was good? This Stevie Johnson, Mr. Why So Serious, and you now tuned in to The Lowdown with Jake Jordan. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the coolest place in Bills Mafia outside of Western New York, the Lowdown, with your host, Jake, and joined with, finally, it's been a long-ass time, my brother Bryce is on the podcast again. Bryce, it's great to have you here. How are you Thank feeling you. today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Had a long day. Had a long day. But, yeah, uh... I... I, I added on to that uh, for you, and I'm sorry for that. But now we are here to talk some Buffalo Bills football. And oh, yeah. people are listening to, to this right now, Bryce, on a Friday, getting yeah. ready for the game. Technically, not, I mean, not tonight as we're recording this, but getting ready for the game versus the Lions. Oh, like, yeah. let's let's just get that out of the way before we have any other talks the game against the Lions tonight, right? right? What do you think? What like what are you thinking going in this game? Obviously, it's the preseason; it doesn't mean yeah. that much, but um, like just stuff that you want to look for in the game. Uh, I, w- I want to look for uh, for Mitchell Trubisky to do good. You know, okay. this is this is a chance for him to come out and and show that he can still still toss the rock. Mm-hmm. A little bit. He still could be a QB one somewhere. That's his ultimate goal. That's what he wants to do. He wants to get better. Yeah. And uh, I guess uh, to see the running game a little bit on the first mm-hmm. few possessions, see what our uh, see what our starters are looking like. See what Singletary looks like. I I know Moss is hurt right now. Correct. Yeah, he's uh, down with a hamstring day to day right now. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the running backs will look like. I saw a video of uh, Devin Singletary playing taps with his coach, mm. uh, working on those uh, little little toss passes, reflexes. And, dude, uh, I'm 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 100 with you on that, dude. The run game, I think, while it's not going to be like super important in the big scheme of things, exactly. I still would like to see us be able to have people back there that can actually do something. And I think Breed is going to be a big part of that. I think maybe it's kind of a blessing in yeah, disguise. Oh, yes, yes, I forgot about him. Man. Yeah. yeah, no, I think he can work his way up to RB1. Man. Dude, I'm, I'm so glad that that's not such a hot take coming from you because I feel the same way. Now, later in the show, we are going to be going over some hot takes that I saw on the built-in Buffalo he's Twitter quick. post. He's shifty. Oh, my God, dude. And we he's got the mind. speed. He has got the speed, and I I love everything about him. I think that just if we're going to be doing our zone run scheme like we did last year, which a lot of people don't like that we did it, but we did it, and it wasn't successful. We went out and got a guy like Matt Breida, who has success in a zone run scheme. All of his successful, like, people think that we went out and got Breida and we're just going to let him go. Like, no, there was a reason why we brought him in. Because he's successful in the scheme that Brian Daybolt is trying to run. Because our line, I mean, 
just say what you want about it, isn't very good at run blocking. So they're yeah, they're, they're big. Yeah, we got, we got some big old boys. Yeah, and they can get better. It's all you, about improving every day. Yeah, you brought up Mitchell Trubisky uh, today. I was listening to the Locked On Lions podcast. And just because T. Estelle from the Built in Buffalo family shared it out. And I was like, you know what? I've never listened to Locked on Lions. I'm going to listen to it since we play them this week. And the guy was brought on to One Bills Live. And they asked him, or he asked, oh, so you guys aren't playing Josh Allen, which we'll talk about that after this. But he's like, who's going to be your starting quarterback then for the game? And they were like, Mitchell Trubisky. And he was like, Oh, great. Mitchell (laughs) Trubisky, uh, because apparently Mitchell Trubisky against the Lions seems to be a world beater. And I think that, yeah, (laughs) yes. So I guess they thought they were going to be in the clear, like, oh, thank God, Josh Allen's not playing. Who who are we going to have to play against? And it's like Mitchell Trubisky. It's like, oh, God damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I thought we actually had a chance. It's all right. It's only the preseason, though. You only yeah, get man, uh, like, big money Mitch for a little bit. Yeah, and, I mean, let's just talk about why Mitch is starting, right? The big thing out there is that if you're planning on watching the Buffalo Bills tonight and seeing Josh Allen out there throwing the rock, you're not going to. Josh mm-hmm. Allen is there, but he will not be playing in the game. No, he so, will not. So Bryce in between the sidelines. Yeah. How do do you feel about that? Because there's some people that think that preseason is is very, very important. And Mm -hmm. there's other people like I'm in the camp of, we don't need to see Josh Allen in the preseason. No, no. Yeah. Same here. I don't, I I saw what he can do uh, all last year. I, I have confidence that he'll only get better. And if he wants to, if if coach wants to sit his star player, god damn it, sit him. I mean Well, one of the one of the greatest things that I heard today, uh, while we were getting ready to go pick up some tile for our friend Scott, we uh yeah. I I was listening to the Locked On Bills podcast with Joe Marino, who's like one of the goats of podcasting in, you know, the Buffalo Bills podcast world. And right. he talked about Playing Josh Allen against this Detroit team who has a new head coach. They're really trying to figure things out. There's players on the team that are really, really hungry. That just increases the injury risk because those guys might be playing a little bit harder than your yeah, people that are trying been. to earn a job. Yeah, they're trying to earn a job while there's people that are starters on the Buffalo Bills that aren't out there going 100 you know, percent because yeah, it's the yeah. preseason. There's like some that, people that would be out there that just uh, signed a quarter of a billion dollar contract. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And let, I mean, let's talk about this quarter of a billion dollar contract because uh, it has a lot of implications. Now, obviously every single time that a quarterback signs a deal, it's always better than the last quarterback who signed a mega mm-hmm. deal. So we're going to talk about it. And uh, Josh Allen, your immediate reaction when you got, obviously you saw my immediate reaction when I busted into your room, but yeah, just your immediate reaction when you saw not only the numbers, but just like that we locked Josh Allen well, up. When I when the when I first saw the the tweet on my phone, uh, or not even a tweet. I think uh, 
the Bills app sent out a notification. Mm. And uh, I I saw it and, bro, I, I think I had the biggest smile on my face because I was just walking around the house. I had like the biggest smile on my face for like a solid five minutes. It was one of those moments where I think I even put it on Twitter is I was sitting out in my truck in the driveway getting ready yeah. to leave. And as soon as the notification went on my phone, I kind of just slumped in my seat and dropped my phone. And Bree was just looking at me and I got out of the car and was just fist pumping in the air, just like punching the air, like so excited that we signed Josh Allen. Now, one of the things and I'd like to get your input is uh, the numbers will just say break broken down as forty three million dollars per um. What do you think about those numbers going forward, especially with, you know, the salary cap is just going to ever keep going up? Do you think locking Josh Allen in now for six years, uh, leading us all the way into, well, it's a six-year extension on top of the two years that he has left, keeping him in Buffalo till 2028, what 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 do you think about locking Josh Allen in now at this price point? Well, his his uh his guaranteed money is like out of his contract, like what, like sixty five percent of it's guaranteed, like a hundred and fifty. It's a it's a two hundred and fifty eight million dollar contract, and I do believe it is like a hundred and fifty is guaranteed, or maybe it's a little no, yeah yeah. Uh, I think that's that's cap friendly, man. Uh, and and it'll be even more cap friendly as as the years go on and, and the cap gets higher. You know, yeah. Like there's uh, going to be quarterback signing deals next year that are going to be above Patrick Mahomes' annual salary. They're going to be at like like forty nine million a year, like forty six. I mean, just think about the quarterbacks that are going to be coming up that we assume are going to get contracts in the future hopefully uh justin herbert you've got joe burrow like Mm -hmm. these guys in a few years they're going to be signing deals that i i'm not going to say these guys are going to deserve to be paid more than patrick mahomes and josh allen yeah because i don't think that they'll be better players that's just how it is but that's just like i i don't think dak prescott needed more money than deshaun watson but that's Mm -hmm. just how the game works did you, you see know. that video of Deshaun today? Uh, what of uh him him going uh like why do you all keep filming me? It's the same yeah. shit every day. Yeah, yeah, I like it's it's their job. Yeah, it's they're, uh, they're paid to be there. Yeah, that whole Deshaun Watson situation. I have no idea what's going on down there in Houston right now. But you yeah. know what? Anything that keeps him away from those dirty dolphins is <laughs> exactly. good enough for me. But you know, Josh Allen signs this mega deal, Bryce. And mm-hmm. the question comes up. Lamar Jackson is also in the market for getting his next deal. Right. And Baker Mayfield is mm-hmm. going to be coming up for a deal. And as we know how the game works, you know, usually the next quarterback up gets more money. We'll talk right. about each one individually. We'll start off with the one that people compare the closest to Josh, and that's Lamar Jackson. Obviously, mm-hmm. people 
people may say, and we're Bills fans, so if you look at it objectively, I think Lamar Jackson will get more money than Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and we can talk about what factors go into that. What do you think a Lamar Jackson deal looks like? Do you think it's like lucratively bigger than Josh Allen's or relatively the same? Uh, with how he played, he played better than Lamar's MVP season. Mm-hmm. Josh did. Uh, yes. I think I, I think the Ravens will use that. And I, I, I think they'll negotiate it to where it's around the same, maybe a little bit lower, but roughly like probably like 42 a year, I'd say. See, when I'm looking at it, I, I kind of look at it where Lamar Jackson gets picked towards the end of the first round, right? He gets mm-hmm. thrown into a better situation and his stats statistically have been good almost since the jump since he's been put in because he was put in a better situation, right? Kind of a la how Patrick Mahomes was thrown into a better Mm -hmm. situation. So when you have that and you got to factor that in, obviously you can't blame him for being put on a good team. Exactly. But uh, just if you're going into negotiations, I'm going to say, all right, I understand he's a unanimous MVP. That's going to go. I don't think Lamar Jackson is as versatile of a player to have on your team that would make him worth that money. However, he is kind of that player to the Ravens franchise, right? He's their franchise quarterback. Uh, he's give, he's bringing them success. They're a perennial playoff team every year. And with that MVP on his shelf, while I don't think that Lamar Jackson brings as much to the team as Josh Allen does to the bills. I still think that him having that MVP and being able to say, look at these years of success that we've had. Yes. Josh Allen had one good year. Lamar Jackson had, or sorry, Josh Allen had a great year. Lamar Jackson has had three good years. He's not spectacular, but good. And he's got an MVP. So they're going to bring that. I think really when you're looking at a Lamar Jackson deal, you're really just looking at he's going to probably be paid roughly the same. If anything, it's probably going to be, oh, Josh gets 43. Okay, Lamar gets 44, and he gets like a few more million guaranteed. I think that's just what's going to happen. I think they're just going to have to one-up it. But Lamar, you can't justify paying Lamar like – Absor- an absorbent amount of money more than you do Josh Allen because yeah. I think that Lamar Jackson isn't wor- like his lifespan as a quarterback. And this is just me speculating. I believe is way shorter than Josh Allen's just because of his oh, game. Yeah. yeah so and his frame. Yeah. Like I, you always feel like Lamar Jackson, and I know you don't want to say this about a quarterback, but sometimes, you know, they're one bad hit. Every quarterback is one bad hit away from their career being over, right? Yep. When you look at Lamar Jackson, you got to think that that risk is a little bit higher because of his style of play. So when I'm factoring that in, Lamar Jackson probably gets a shorter deal, not six years. Maybe he's on a four-year deal type. And then he's also getting more like the same amount of money per year and a little bit more guaranteed. But 
who knows what that you know going into that but then also there's another quarterback sitting out there Bryson Baker Mayfield how are you feeling about Baker Mayfield because of course if you're a Browns fan you think oh yeah of course he's worth Josh Allen money but objectively do you think that Baker Mayfield is worth anything close to Josh Allen uh no no I think uh a lot of his career stats uh Colin Colin Cowherd pointed out that Baker Mayfield and Gardner uh, Minshew have very similar career stats. <laughs> How's that even possible? And uh, well, I think it's possible because Baker's probably played in more games. Uh huh. So I'm assuming. So Gardner has a higher career. Uh, completion percentage with 62.9 baker has 61.9 uh 93.1 passer rating for minchu 89.1 for mayfield mm-hmm. uh 240.4 yards per game for minchu and 241.6 for mayfield same size by the way yeah like mm. just just thinking about it right I mean, I feel like, and obviously if we want to talk about Colin Cowherd, my dude has had a vendetta against Baker Mayfield ever since he was drafted. But one of the, I feel like that has to be skewed in some way, right? Maybe he's comparing, you know, since Minshew came in the draft in 2019. I mean, Baker Mayfield still yeah. has two years of stats before exactly. that. So I think that... uh like, but not just talking about his stats, what kind of contract do you think he commands? Because some people are putting him in the realm of Lamar Jackson and uh, and Josh Allen, when I don't think that he should be at all. Uh, I, I think he's in a good system. He has two good running backs. He has uh, Jarvis Landry uh, on his outside alongside with Odell to throw to again and mm-hmm. uh i think i just just think the situation he, he's in is what's making him him look good uh-huh uh i don't because the stats man i mean if you take away just one of these guys i think his yards per, like passing yards per game go down and the they're starting to run the ball a lot more. Yeah. So you think that Baker Mayfield is a little bit more product of his system yeah. than uh, than you think of just Baker Mayfield himself is what's generating the offense? Yeah, no. No, like with, uh, with us, you could clearly tell that Josh Allen was was the pure reason we were in some of those games. Yeah. I I don't think you'll ever say that about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I don't think you can either. My big thing is when I look at Baker Mayfield, I kind of think of, you know, Kirk Cousins, right? I feel like yeah. he's kind of he's a slightly above average quarterback, not like mm-hmm. not someone that I think if you take away Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and you also take away Odell and Jarvis Landry, yeah. If if you take that away, Say you put Baker and now I'm I'm not gonna say that Baker Mayfield 
his first few years wasn't making something out of nothing because obviously with some of the coaches that he's had, most of his success has come with them now, you know, having Kyle Stefanski and actually having a competent head coach now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Baker Mayfield is, he's not a bad quarterback whatsoever. I just don't know if you take Baker Mayfield and take away most of his weapons and just put him out there to see what he does. I don't know if he's going to be leading a team like I think that Josh Allen does. Now, obviously, we're skewed. We're biased. I think yeah. that Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield is the franchise guy for oh, I think Lamar can do that, too. It's yeah. not biased. I think Lamar, Lamar, uh, Lamar could go out there and lead a team that has nothing. He already does it with yeah. two running backs beside him. Yeah, it's just... I think that Baker Mayfield, even though he's not a spectacular quarterback, I still think that he's the franchise guy for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, obviously, they're just like us. They were searching for a quarterback about Mm -hmm. as long as we have. And, you know, finally, they find one, and they're having success with him. Uh, Now, obviously... I don't think that he can realistically command what Josh Allen and Lamar are having because Baker yeah. Mayfield has never had those numbers that are like, wow, Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield is the guy. Like, and like, I still. Lamar's an MVP and Josh Allen was runner up. Well, MVP. Josh, it's, it's forget what they say. Like, last year, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't absolutely ball out, Josh Allen's mm-hmm. the MVP. Oh, and I yeah. think that that's going to factor into this year, too, if Josh Allen has even close to the numbers that he had last year. Like, if Aaron Rodgers is close to Josh Allen, too, I don't know if they're going to give Aaron Rodgers it two times in a row, and they might finally give it to the new guy up. So yeah. I don't see Baker Mayfield having that kind of year. Now I could be wrong, and Baker Mayfield balls out and he gets his money next year. But mm-hmm. I, when I look at a Baker Mayfield contract, I go, okay, Josh Allen gets – 43 and Lamar gets 44. I'm looking at Baker and I'm thinking 36, 37 a year. Like down with like Russell in them. Yeah. Like he's not. Russell Wilson's a much better quarterback. I, and I'm still saying though, because again, you're playing the game, right? Yeah. So obviously you don't want to insult Baker Mayfield if you're the Browns, but like you just got to go based off of, all right. Well, he's our guy, but Baker Mayfield does not deserve to be paid more than Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. I mean, he's he's yeah. arguably, I mean. Or Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, but Russell Wilson's deal is like later. Again, it's the game, right? So Yeah, they, they did it so long ago that now he, his looks low, but at the time when he signed it, it was high. Yeah, exactly. And that's just how everything works. But I don't think Baker Mayfield, you just got to look at the draft class and go, all right, he's the third best quarterback out of that draft class. So he does not get paid as much as those guys. I just think that that's kind of how you need to look at it. But, you know, that's that's just a thing all on its own. And there's, you know, another thing that I like to talk about. We're talking about quarterbacks, so we might as well. And above my head right now is where we're recording this. I'm watching uh, the New England Patriots and Mac Jones. Uh, Bryce, when we're talking about our division, right, we've got three really young quarterbacks in our division now. Josh Allen is the longest tenured quarterback in our 
division if you don't count Cam Newton. But we we just got to talk about the future, right? So, I mean, Mm -hmm. Cam Newton is – obviously, they don't draft Mac Jones if they're planning on keeping Cam Newton to be their future franchise quarterback. So, you got to think about the longest tenure one will be Josh Allen, behind him, Tua, and then Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Let's Let's take it by team, the Jets, right? Zach Wilson, what are you thinking um, about him? I, okay, so you don't like him. Why do you not like Zach Wilson? He's a pretty boy. Pretty boy. All right. Um, is there anything about his? Is there anything about his game? I, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really watched him like that. I just. Mm. I don't. I don't feel like I heard enough noise for him to to be that high to to somehow squeeze his way into a number number two pick when I saw all those other guys. Yeah, we were had. we talked about it last night. I was on a live stream with Justice and a bunch of people and we we talked about, you know, obviously we're not going out to dinner with these guys, you know, pre-draft. So we don't know what yeah. they kind of say to win these teams over and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Zach Wilson, I think, arguably was the, you know, my number four quarterback in the draft. I don't think yeah. that he Isn't was. Isn't his mom hot? Do you think that had like, anything to do <laughs> the... with it? I don't know. Maybe Robert, sure Sala... Robert Sala really liked his mom. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But it's like when I'm when I was thinking about that draft, right, I was like, okay, Justin Fields is number two, right? It's Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. and right behind him is Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. And then all the reports are coming out that, uh, hey, no, Zach Wilson is going to go number two. The Jets are planning yeah. on taking Zach Wilson. And I'm like, all right, the kid from BYU. like Not even th- Trey Lance, bro. No, not, not even Trey Lance. And I was thinking, all right, obviously you see the way that the league is moving, right, with the type mm-hmm. of quarterbacks. You got to be mobile. You got to have the arm. And you got to be slightly accurate. Zach Trey Wilson. Lance, yeah, I I mean the only knock if, that if I have on If you don't take Zach... Justin Fields, you take Trey Lance. Yeah, I not mean, Zach Wilson. And I mean, let's let's just talk about that. Trey Lance apparently is looking is so good over. Yeah, yeah, looking so good with the 49ers. So they're saying, hey, Jimmy G is our guy, but you know, we also got this. Uh, you know, Trey Lance is going to be behind him until you know. coming up. Yeah, so it's just like, dude, I'm. I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, that should have been a no brainer. I mean, Trey Lance yeah. just seems like the, the new prototypical quarterback. You're Patrick Mahomes. You're Justin Herbert. Exactly. You're Josh Allen. He's got the arm. He's got the athleticism. He's got the size. And when I'm looking at him, I'm just like, I thought that obviously I thought that he was going to end up going to maybe the, I've, there was a bunch of teams like, the bears or something like that that were just yeah the bears and and then the jets come out and they're like no we're gonna take zach wilson i'm like and i'm just like really you're gonna take zach wilson now honestly zach wilson could turn into some he actually impressed me uh the other day he came out uh and they were asking him about the rough practices that he was having and he he came out and he actually sounded like a veteran. He was like, look, I'm in practice and I'm kind of pushing everybody. Right. I'm trying to push my limits, see what I can get away with, see what 
like I'm using practice to see what I can do. I'm doing more dangerous things that maybe I wouldn't do in a game situation, but because it's practice, I'm just trying to mm -hmm. see what I can get away with. And I'm like, right. okay, you know, I kind of like that. Obviously this quarterback has a pretty good head on his shoulders, mm -hmm. but I, as much as I want to believe in him, I just don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of question marks around him, especially in the selection of him when I thought there were better quarterbacks than him. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy the Jets were stupid enough to do it because they're in our division. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I just think for them, like, poor Jets fans. Man. I'm and If I'm a Jets fan and we don't pick Justin Fields or Trey Lance, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm becoming a fan of the Bills. <laughs> uh, okay. well you can say that but you know you know damn well that you'd still be a Jets fan you'd be like my team just sucks <laughs> man like and yeah I you know, guess I did that for the Bills for a while and we can we can talk about you know the uh Mac Jones I think it's almost inevitable that he's going to be the starting quarterback in New England uh Mac yeah, Jones after I saw what Chase Young did to Cam Jesus I'm I'm just thinking that Mac Jones is going to he's kind of going to be a game manager quarterback I feel like that's all kind of the New mm -hmm. England Patriots need um, obviously I've seen some throws tonight that are kind of impressive but I've also seen a bunch of you know dialed up you know really easy completions that they've you know made for a rookie quarterback to do against yeah. some third and fourth string defensive guys so mm -hmm. I'm I'm not I'm gonna hold my judgment on Mac Jones. Uh I'm very, I'm very, you know, I I don't I don't know the exact word it's escaping me right now. I'm very, you know, cautious when it comes to really believing in an Alabama quarterback, which we will talk about with the oh, next yeah, game. Sure. I'm I'm very cautious because of just how set up for success they are. And when you come to a team that's picking you high overall, you usually aren't set up for success. So yeah. I'm I'm very curious to see what New England does with them. Obviously, if anybody's going to get the best out of them, it's going to be Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. So mm. uh, just overall with Mac Jones, are you, are you just thinking that is he the next guy for the New England Patriots or is he just going to be average? Uh. I mean, we'll see. I think uh, I don't think he was picked too high, but I kind of like the same feelings about him as as uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. It's my my only problem is like with Mac Jones. I get it. Like he was at he was at Alabama. You know, they no, were, yeah, he balled, but like, yeah, product of the system again. It, like exactly, but I don't view that with like Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson and BYU I mean I look at their look at their competition I watched the game against uh uh Coastal Carolina and I mean everybody likes to point at that game but he's I mean nothing that I saw from Zach Wilson made me go wow he's the number right. two overall pick but yeah. when I saw Justin Fields absolutely get his ribs destroyed and still play yeah and like, still oh, that like, might be the number one pick Jesus. yeah like i'm i'm sitting here going like if i'm a team i'm just looking at that and going yeah uh justin fields you know he's got he's got that 
that mental that I'm really looking mm-hmm. at. Now let's let's talk about the last quarterback in our division going into year two, Bryce. To a tongue of Iloa, to a turn the ball over, whatever you yeah. want to say. What are you thinking about Tua going into this year? Because there's a lot and a lot of doubt, especially coming after last season with the Ryan Fitzpatrick stuff. What are you thinking about Tua this year? What What do you think? Do you think the Dolphins take the step back this year that a lot of people are thinking they will? Yeah, because I they went and got another uh, another quarterback that can just. Oh, I got it, bro. I just caught a mosquito with my hand and smacked it on the table. Mr. Miyagi'd that thing. Yeah, hell yeah, I did. Fucking squish it some more and make sure it's but, dead. Anyway. Yeah, they bring in Jacoby Brissett is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. So they bring in another veteran guy, right? But he's mm-hmm. still good. Yeah. Uh, like, so Tua still has that fire down his back. Mm-hmm. Of, I can still get benched if I mess up at any moment. Like that, they they should they need to just let him have a full season of of fucking up if that's what he's gonna do. If he's gonna fuck up, just let him fuck up. Tank the season, get a good pick, and just and move, let it be. And move on. Is that what you're saying? After year yeah. two, you move on from Tua. Well, I could, they're not giving him a they're, – they're ruining his career. Yeah, I say they trade him to a different team. I mean, I could I could see that happening. Like, I'm not going to call you crazy for that because, you know, I've talked to Justice before, and Justice feels the same way you do. They bring in yeah. Jacoby Brissett, and that's just another person breathing down to his neck like yeah. Brian Flores is sitting there. And Brian Flores seems to be the type of coach that's like, I want to win at all costs. So if exactly. Brian Flores is already sitting there at the edge of his seat, getting ready to pull Tua. Like, I feel like it's almost inevitable. You know, I'm not going to go as far as to say that, like, after week three, if they're 0-3, that they're going to bench Tua full. No, like, maybe, but, like, week 10, if he's like, still shit. Like, I think it's going to take a lot for them to truly pull to it like i think if the season is lost right like if you're owen five with tua what's the point of even pulling him and putting jacoby Brissett in when right. like i mean you've already lost five games i'm i'm gonna assume that the bills and the patriots are gonna be the ones that are duking it out for the division this year and Probably. You know, at that point, you might as well just keep Tua in, see if there's any redeeming qualities about him throughout the whole season. And if there's not, then you pick somebody else because you're going to be bad enough to get a good pick anyway. So, uh, but, you know, just saying that, I don't want to be like, oh, you know, I'm already writing Tua off. Obviously, I don't want anybody to fail in the league, right? Like, obviously, I would like for Tua to have a career, Make some money, you know, do his thing. Obviously, he's already making money uh, just being. But I I would like to – I want Tua to be successful, but, of course, being a Bills fan, I would like for Tua to just fizzle out and be a bust. I would like for oh, all yeah. of the quarterbacks that our division rivals have picked to fizzle out and be bust. I but, hope their mansions burn down. <laughs> their mansions burn down? Yeah. You're, you're wishing arson upon <laughs> – upon our them. our rival quarterback zones yes i yeah. will gladly wish arson upon them but 
No, I think I think there's still a lot of question marks at uh, quarterback for all of our teams in the division, but that's going to take us into the last part of our show, Bryce. We've talked about the Lions. We've talked about Josh Allen. We've talked about Baker Mayfield. talked about Lamar Jackson. We've talked about all the quarterbacks in our division. And there's like one last thing to talk about, and that is hot takes. Bryce, before I read other people's hot takes, do you have one for this season? What is your hot take? If you could, if you could just make one up right on the spot, hot take for the season. We're gonna go seventeen and zero, just to rub it in. The, no, we're going all the way to the Super Bowl, winning it, going undefeated, just to rub it in Tom Brady's face. That so you doesn't get to do it. So you're saying that we're gonna do the like one of the hardest the things, thing, Tom. Brady wants most is what we're going to do. Was to go, go undefeated, undefeated and win a Super Bowl. Get a Bowl. ring and say fuck you. Tom could Brady. you could you imagine going from a team that lost four to going on a 20-year drought, a 17-year drought really, to then drafting Josh Allen and then Josh Allen who looked up to Tom Brady as a kid then going on to do what Tom Brady couldn't do and then winning a chance. I feel like the best way for him off on live stream. Don't forget that. Says <laughs> fuck you, Tom Brady. Like, could you imagine like not only winning a Super Bowl for the city of Buffalo, but making history and like making yeah, history that would be on a the way AFC of doing East it. team to do it too. That yeah. would be more history. Both AFC East teams to do it. Yeah, exactly. To show how dominant the AFC now, like exactly. I, I feel like I feel like our division was Bill Belichick. Face of the NFL, that we'll, yeah, we'll wish arson upon all of their QBs. <laughs> yeah, all mansions. of your QBs mansions. All of your QBs down. mansions will burn down. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll set them on fire and we'll jump through them. We'll jump through the roofs. I, I, Bill's I love mafia, that. just like ants. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna be that an actual mafia and burn down people's houses. Yeah, exactly. But we're gonna read some of the hottest takes coming out of Bill's Mafia, especially on this post that Built in Buffalo posted on Twitter. Um, some of the things are, you know, oh, F A Obata. Uh, sorry, Obata is how you're supposed to say it. Uh, will be defensive end one this year. Somebody's saying that now I'm going to give my thoughts on it first, unless you would like to, but just, I just I thinking, seen him in training. I don't know much yet. I haven't seen. Him so much. we've heard that he's done fairly well on the outside and on the inside, which I think is just good for his versatility and making the right. team. I think that's just something you need on a Sean McDermott team, but saying mm-hmm. he's going to be defensive and one, I get it. We're all buying the hype. Like this happens every single season. There's Duke Williams, like there's Chris. Yeah, like that that room is stacked, and I get it. Fa Obara is you know really, really, you know a mystery kind of because when he played the snaps that he did, yeah, he is British also, but he's you know he looks like a monster. The snaps that he did have in Carolina. He was able to do things, but to say he's defensive M one, you're writing off Jerry Hughes. Like I, 
I I don't understand exactly. that. I I think Jerry Hughes is lock at defensive end one. Obviously, I think Obada makes the team, but I don't yeah. think that he's I defensive end one. Yeah. Like I think I think he's back there, you know, with like Boogie Basham in the depth chart, you know. Like he's yeah, probably. he's one of the I mean, he's obviously if he's like a game changer like then he's going to be one of the greatest steals we've ever gotten in signings but defensive m1 i think is a little bit crazy wouldn't you say yeah yeah i agree and man just some other ones in here brita could be the starting running back week one bryce yeah you said that you were looking forward to the running back uh, running back room and seeing how that goes. If you had to make a depth chart right now and you had uh, to list running back one, two, and three, what order would you put them in that you could see going into the Pittsburgh game? Uh, like, what do I think it's going to be? Yeah, like if you just had to put together what you think it might be, giving the circumstances that you know Moss is now injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it'll be a single Terry, Brita, Wade, and then Moss will be sitting out. So you're okay. You're saying, hold, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. So you're saying, and I, I, and I'm not saying, you know, Zach Moss out. He's not on the depth chart. I'm just saying, if you had to make a depth chart right now, assuming that Zach Moss will be healthy for that week. Oh, assuming he's healthy. Are you saying he's running back three? Because I, I heard you put Christian Wade in there. Uh, also Antonio Williams. No, I'd, I'd move, uh, I'd move Brita to three. Okay, so you're and saying Moss too because I yeah I've seen Devin Singletary put in some work. I mean yeah he had a little off year, but yeah, show me what you can do again. Man. I think a lot of that comes down to what they're gonna do in the actual scheme. Uh, like I alluded to earlier, I think obviously I think it's going to be Singletary Breeda Moss just because mm-hmm. I feel like Moss and Singletary are kind of redundant when it comes to their running back style, and I truly right. think that if they're going to do something different, Matt Breida just gets you a whole different game. Obviously, the dude can catch the ball. Like, you can line yeah. him up as a receiver. But also, he is fast. He can get to that court. Like, he can beat almost anybody and get to the edge really quick and go around. Like, yeah. he's everything he can cut that the we've corner. Seen. Yeah, he can cut the corner so fast, dude. Like, I and I think that's something that Moss and Singletary – you know, don't have, I don't think there's, they don't have that speed. Like Matt Breida is one of the fastest players in the league. So I, I think that Matt Breida being RB two is probably see, because my thing is a lot of people think that we're going to trade Zach Moss too, because everybody believes so much in Antonio Williams. Sorry. Here's a hot take for you. Antonio Williams is going to be on the practice squad again this year. I get it. Like I get it. He had a good game against, the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins. He had it against the Dolphins, who had given up at that point, and the, we were just rubbing it in. And yeah, he got yeah. some valuable reps. He's looked kind of good in camp, but you got to think about it. The Bills spent a third round pick on Zach Moss, and you think that Antonio Williams, a undrafted guy, is just going to unseat a guy that they invested a third round pick into? 
Like Antonio yeah, Williams, will. Antonio Williams is a guy that's been on our practice squad, released, brought back, released, brought back. Like obviously he's not a hot commodity. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's sacrilegious. Something clearly isn't being shown. Like I, I understand he's probably got some skills, but I I don't think that you can realistically go, oh yeah, he's gonna beat out the guy they spent the third round pick on. No. I mean no. you might even be right in just saying that it's gonna be Singletary Moss and Brita because you know they still want to prioritize the guys that they've yeah. drafted and they want those guys to be the ones that you know get the get the more reps than mm-hmm. you know the guy that they bring in on a one year deal. So I I a hundred percent don't think that Brita I don't think Brita is going to be the starting running back. I think no. it, at best he's RB two, uh, most likely RB three. Mm, rotating, um, yeah, and that's just assuming that Moss and Singletary are healthy. Um, next yeah. one, Cody Ford goes second team All Pro. I get it. People smoking the Cody Ford pack. Uh, I've done a whole podcast. Uh, segment breaking down you know Cody Ford you know really needing to prove it because I don't think that he's you know been very very compelling to think that oh uh, you know he deserves to be our starting left guard like I obviously there's a bunch of circumstances that go into that you know him being moved from right tackle to right guard and then the left guard and then being injured but Cody Ford's second team all pro I mean, that's a hot take, um, and I I don't know. We we'll just how have much... to see. We just haven't seen enough. Yeah, like I need to see that what his the actual whole... position, his true position. Yeah, and then let's go to the one after you. You know who Jake Kumaro is, right, Bryce? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Touchdown, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is a hot take. Kumaro makes the roster. Is yeah, what they no, said. I bet, I, I bet um, he'll be in the in the lineup. Well, because people talking about it, you know, I think right now Kumro is listed as a wide receiver six, which traditionally the Bills keep six wide receivers. And under it, they have, you know, Isaiah Hodgins, Marquez Stevenson, you Mm -hmm. know, guys like that, you know, battling under him. And I think that Kumro has showed that, you know, it being 29 and coming out of Wisconsin Whitewater, the dude has obviously made an impression on Aaron Rodgers to the fact yeah, that he's I think pissed that's off. A, I think that's what a big thing thing has become too about him. Yeah, and we've heard that he's had some really spectacular grabs in mm-hmm. training camp, and that you know he's had you know a few drops, but that the dude is really really good. Like he's yeah. uh, now obviously when I say really good, it's really really good for a wide receiver six. You know, guy that's at the bottom of your wide receiver charts. Yeah, but. I mean, I think Kumaro making the roster isn't a hot take. I think that that's really uh, – I really think that Jake Kumaro making it's the roster, it, it almost feels like a lock at this point. Yeah. Um, here's one. Harrison Phillips and Isaiah Hodgins don't make the team. Um, I think half of that is a hot, a hot take. Uh, I think right. saying Harrison Phillips doesn't make the team – is ridiculous um yeah no no he's he's out here hosting their snapchat 
shows and stuff. Like, come on, they're not getting rid of Harry. Yeah, I I like horrible Harry. This is a contract year for him. I now one of the things that kind of concerned me is when they put out their depth chart. He was listed behind Vernon Butler, which is kind of concerning to me. Uh, you know, just thinking that Vernon Butler, uh, from what we saw last year, wasn't really you know a world beater. So yeah. Uh, that that is kind of concerning to me, and Isaiah Hodgins being behind Jake Kumro doesn't surprise me because I feel like his skill set is very redundant, especially when it comes to Gabe Davis. Like I feel yeah. like we picked Hodgins and Davis like together, so the same and we receiver. were just, yeah, and we were just hoping that one panned out. And obviously, mm-hmm. I thought that Gabe Davis was going to be more successful anyway because from oh, what yeah, we've heard, I've always with, been a Gabe Davis fan. Well, my my big thing was, and this is before we learned that we were going to be a fully pass-first, you know, high-flying offense. Um, yeah. Hodgins' big thing is, oh, he's good at high-pointing the ball, and he's a red zone threat, and, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, yeah, but you're saying that about Hodgins, but Gabe Davis can do the same things. I get it. Hodgins is oh, taller, yeah. but Gabe Davis has just the same skill set. And guess what? Gabe we Davis, watched him do that many of times at UCF. Yeah, like I when when I hear that as an argument, I'm like, all right, hold up. I've seen Gabe Davis yam it and grab it over people so many yeah. times. Like I don't, so I don't understand that if you can have a guy like Gabe Davis that can do that, but also is just a threat all around. Dude's got secure hands, like and can be your guy on the outside. Why would you want a guy who can play the whole field or why wouldn't you want a guy that can play the whole field over just a guy who's known for being really good in the red zone? So I felt like it was kind of redundant and with Gabe Davis pretty much emerging last year, I, I kind of already wrote Hodgins off. I was like, he's coming off of an injured season. I've heard, we've heard good things, but I feel like that he's just got a redundant skill set that possibly we don't need. So I felt like he was always one of those receivers on the bubble. So I don't think it's a hot take to say that Hodgins doesn't make the team, but Harrison Phillips, I think it's. Yeah, no, Phillips, Phillips will make the team for sure. Yeah. And then uh, Christian Wade will be our RB one this year. I mean, do we, do we need to actually talk about that? That's, I feel like that's That's ridiculous. ridiculous. And here's the last, here's the last one for us, Bryce, before we end tonight's beautiful show uh tonight for us it's friday morning or friday afternoon for you before the buffalo bills first preseason game knox goes for 600 yards and seven touchdowns that's fucking that's ridiculous too you think it's ridiculous he's not going for oh season yeah not even in the game no 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 no, not a single game uh the whole season 600 oh, yards yeah. and seven touchdowns. Yeah, no, that's, that's possible. That's... I feel like that's very doable. Again, yeah, these are that's... supposed to be hot takes. I need, like, Dawson Knox is going to have <laughs> 10 touchdowns and 900 yards. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. Like, that's no, a hot take. Uh, just absolutely talking about what how we use the tight end position. Um, you know, I'm. Yeah. that's one of my things that I'm actually really excited for these uh, – for these preseason games is to see the tight end competition. I want to see what Jacob Hollister looks like out there. I want to see what Tommy Sweeney looks yeah. like out there. Like yeah. I we've heard 
that Jacob Hollister, I mean, he had a back injury, but in his first practice, he had a good practice and was catching like him and Josh Allen were back on the same page again, like they were back in Wyoming. So yeah. I, as much as I want Dawson Knox to progress to, I want it to be a real battle. I want to see who wins that starting tight end position. Now, Coach McDermott has come out and said favorable things about Dawson Knox because, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously you're not going to trash your players, but has said that him going to the tight end university and bumping shoulders with some of the best in the game has helped him. So I'm really excited to see Knox. Do you have any closing thoughts on what you think about the tight end position, Bryce? Uh, No, just pretty much the same thing. I'm just excited to see how Knox looks coming out of tight end U. Yeah, I think that, you know, just thinking about, you know, the tight end, I'm going to look at this right here. But just thinking about everything going into the season, there's a lot of positions I want to look at. We didn't even talk about CB2, but I feel like every single time somebody is, uh, you know, does one of these podcasts, we talk about CB2. I feel like CB2 is locked for Levi Wallace. It has been for the last four years. I don't think anything is going to change. Um, and Dane Jackson has not shown in practice that he's going to unseat him. And yep. I think that that's just that. And then I'm really looking forward to the tight end position, the running backs, and I really want to see what happens with our offensive line as well. So Bryce, if you could have, what is you, what do you think is the most important position battle just to close things out? What is the thing you're really looking forward to the most? The running backs. The running backs? Sure. That yeah. is your number one position battle is running backs. Yeah, I need to see somebody do some work. See, I just kind of find that hard to believe because of the way that running backs are really used in our system. Like, I I understand that we want better guys back there. We want to see who's the best guy back there. But I feel like yeah. just with the way our offense runs, you know, the running back is almost, you know, doesn't matter that much. So well, he needs to be able to catch a damn pass, which I think Matt Breida can do. So everybody get ready tonight. The Buffalo Bills take on the Detroit Lions in the first week of preseason action. Mitchell Trubisky, I'm going to say, is absolutely going to light up the Detroit Lions who are actually going to be trying and uh, Mitchell Trubisky is not going to have some of the key starters that you think Josh Allen would if he were out there. So thank you all for joining us today. We've almost made it an hour. 54 minutes is good enough for us here on The Lowdown. You have been listening to The Coolest Show in Bill's Mafia outside of Western New York. I have been Jake, joined by Bryce, and I will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.